to Marketing Monday here on the Virtual CMO Podcast. My name is Eric Dickman, and I'll be your host. Today, we are kicking off the first of an eight-part series on common ways that small businesses waste money in their marketing efforts. You know, when we get out there and we talk to small and mid-sized business owners and the marketing professionals that work there, one of the things that we hear over and over again is that finding money to do marketing is tough. And what can be especially discouraging is when businesses undertake a marketing campaign, a marketing tactic, and they don't see the results that they expect. Sometimes this is because the results that they expect, you know, exceed what they should reasonably expect from the activities that they're doing. But oftentimes this mismatch of expectations makes it very difficult to fund future marketing activities. And so what we really wanted to do is delve into some of the more common problems that we see out there in hopes that we can help you as a small business professional steer clear of making some of those mistakes so that you can work on generating a more positive return on your marketing investment. So that's going to be the focus of this first eight-part series on on marketing mistakes. And so today we want to start that out with uh, point number one, which is creating a story for your brand. So today we want to start out by talking about stories. And stories are very important because I think stories are the heart of what a brand really stands for. Stories allow you to articulate your brand's value, how you're going to relate to your customers, what customers can expect from you, how your products and services are going to meet their needs. And really, this is where your value proposition comes into play. And I think a mistake that brands sometimes make is that they push too aggressively too soon to try to sell you something rather than sort of building a relationship with their customers and their prospects that makes somebody interested in something beyond just a product or a service, but makes them interested in your company as a whole, make them, makes them interested in, in what they stand for. You know, we're in a political season where we are deluged with flyers and ads and commercials um, that talk about various political candidates. And if it was as simple as just understanding one political candidate's agenda, what their policies would be, and then making a decision simply based on those factual-based elements of who they are as people, well, that would be one thing. But we know it's much more than that, right? There's a likability factor. There's what, what kind of a feeling does this particular candidate generate for the voting public? Do people get excited? Is there a movement around a particular candidate? A movement is much more than just their politics, their policies. It's about who they are as a personality. And I think that that's very important for brands as well. So I want to give you a couple of examples of what I'm talking about here today. Uh, The Five Echelon Group, which I am the founder, is based here in Orlando, Florida. And so I want to pick a couple local examples, and I'm going to have the links in the show notes so that you can see these for yourself. But I love a cup of coffee. In fact, uh, that's what I'm drinking here this morning as I record this podcast. And 
You know, Starbucks obviously has been a tremendous success story, and they're everywhere, right? They're like a McDonald's. They're on practically every street corner. So if you are going to go into the coffee business and you are going to compete against a company like Starbucks, you have to figure out a unique value proposition. And I think coffee companies are a great example of this because, you know, yeah, you could say that coffee is coffee, but... I think for anybody who truly loves coffee, they will agree that, you know, there are differences in coffee and there is certainly a difference in the presentation of coffee. But coffee is much more than just a drink. It's an experience. And, you know, this is something that I actually learned fairly late in life. Um, For most of my life, I did not drink coffee. And it got to a point where I was regularly meeting friends out at coffee shops, you know, for meetings or get-togethers and whatnot, and I was ordering a nice tea or a smoothie or something like that. And I really got to the point where I felt I just wasn't participating in the experience of being in a coffee shop. It just wasn't the same drinking something that wasn't a coffee. And so I, I didn't have any reason that I wasn't a coffee drinker. And so, you know, I decided to start trying it. And I loved it. You know, I I really fell in love with coffee and the different presentations and the different ways that you could prepare coffee, the different blends and, and, you know, having a strong cup of coffee in the morning and maybe something lighter or an iced coffee in the afternoon or evening. And I love the experience of being in a coffee shop. Just, you know, sitting down with people who are reading or working on their laptops, the lighting, the comfort. And I noticed that, you know, these coffee shops really worked very hard to differentiate themselves, not only on the quality of their coffee and the way that that coffee was prepared, but in terms of the environment that they created in these various coffee shops, that there was so much the experience, the smells, the lighting, uh, the, the decor, all of that went together to really create an environment that, that drew people in. It was much more than just the coffee itself. I think that it's very interesting to see how these businesses in a highly competitive world where you're competing against like uh, Starbucks and, you know, I just learned uh, this weekend that that Panera Bread is offering subscription coffee where you can go out and you can pay a monthly fee and then have unlimited coffee. You know, the world of coffee is changing rapidly. So, So how then do you differentiate yourself? How do you come up with a unique product? And I would argue that it's It's a lot about story. It's a lot about creating an environment for your brand that really expresses why you are different. Let's take a look at a couple examples of this and I think it'll help explain what I'm talking about here. So the first example that I wanna talk about is a local chain here in the Orlando, Florida area called Foxtail Coffee, foxtail.com. And one of the things that has impressed me is, first of all, this is a relatively young company and they have just been growing like crazy here in the Orlando area. They have opened up multiple locations in multiple areas. They've gone from everything from standalone stores. They've taken over an old gas station. They're in one of the outlet malls. They have just expanded sort of all over town. But one of the things that they have done is that they have really created a unique environment in each and every one of their their stores, their shops. And if you go to their website, I think it's very interesting. The very first thing that you see on their website underneath their hero image is they talk a little bit about their story. Who are they? What do they stand for? They give you a little bit of their history in terms of who they are. 
They have a, a very active blog uh, where they post updates and, and information. They talk a little bit about their menu, but they don't focus in on price. They just talk about what they have. They tell you where they're located. And, you know, they talk a little bit about what their beans are and, and their unique blends and whatever. But if you notice, when you're looking at this website, it's creating a look and feel. It's creating an environment. You get a sense for what this brand is all about. And look, I understand that this is very common with coffee shops, right? They're all trying to sort of uh, create this unique look and feel. But I want to really focus here on what the emphasis is. Foxtail Coffee is a very active participant on Instagram. And even though they have other social media channels like Twitter and whatnot, if you look at their Twitter feed, their Twitter feed points back to their Instagram feed. They want their brand to be a visual brand. They want to express you know, who they are by showing you who they are, by creating that environment by introducing you to their unique locations and, and why each shop is maybe worthy of a visit. It's not just where's the closest Starbucks to me, it's where is the nearest uh, foxtail that's of interest. This store looks interesting. This one has beers on tap. This one has maybe a nitro brew. It's, it's creating that environment. And I also want to point out, if you look at their menu at the very top of the screen, the very first thing that they have is about us. Right? They want to tell you who they are. They want to tell you their story so that you understand what they're about as a brand. And then if you look all the way to the right, that's where they have their store. That's where they're selling you something, right? So the very first thing they want you to understand is who they are. And the very last thing they have is trying to sell you something. And the whole idea behind this brand, and I think they do a fabulous job from everything from their imagery to their fonts uh, to the layout of their, their graphics, they create an environment. You almost look at this web page if you spend a little bit of time, and it's almost as if the aromas of the coffees come through. And you just look at these environments and say, now that's a place that I would like to go to try some of these coffees, to sit down here, to take my laptop, to do a little bit of work. It looks like an environment that I want to be in. And I think that they've done a fantastic job, not only here on the website, but on their social media channels as well, pulling this imagery together, really creating this vision of what it is to be a customer of Foxtail Coffee. And that, I believe, is all because of their story. Now let's take a look at another example. And by the way, this is a coffee shop that I also love very much. And their website is barneyscoffee.com. So this is a, a coffee company that's located here in the Orlando Winter Park area as well. And it's a wonderful place. I love to go there. It's a beautiful location. But it's very interesting if you look at the difference between this brand and Foxtail Coffee, which we just looked at. So if you go to their website, you will notice that the very first thing that happens when you get to the website is, yes, they have some very nice imagery. They've got some food. They've got their cup of coffee there. But the big button right on the main screen is Shop Now. And if you look at their menu, the very first item is Shop. Right? So there's nothing here that sort of does the same thing that Foxtail does in terms of building a story. What does this brand really stand for? Who is this brand? You have to dig a little bit to find out more about their story, to find out a little bit more about who the brand is and what they stand for. To me, 
as a connoisseur of coffee, as someone who loves to go into a coffee shop, who loves to experience the environment of a really nice coffee parlor, I don't believe that they communicate nearly as well on this website what they stand for. They don't create something that is compelling to me to say, oh, this is some place that I want to go try. What this website is mostly focused is on sales. And if you're a first-time visitor to the website, you will see that very quickly, you know, there's a pop-up box that comes up that's trying to sell you something, that's giving you some sort of a promotion. This is a very retail-focused website and operation. And to me, this is a mistake that I think a lot of businesses make is that they focus too quickly on the sale. They focus too quickly on putting a promotion in front of you, on trying to get you to buy, rather than educating you on the brand, really describing their value proposition, really getting you interested in who they are as a company, explaining what their value proposition is, and then once you sort of start to fall in love with the brand, once you start to uh, develop an interest in that brand or and that product and service, then you can move somebody to the sale. It's a natural progression. But immediately, the very first thing, literally when I'm on this Barney's website, the words on the screen other than the menu are new flavor, pecan sticky bun, shop now. To me, if I was a first-time visitor to this website, this really does nothing to sort of explain why I would want to go and visit this, this shop, why I would want to go and take my laptop and spend an afternoon drinking coffee, eating sticky buns or whatnot. Yeah, the, the, the food looks good and, you know, it, literally it's a black cup of coffee that they're showing on the screen. There is nothing there that really creates in my mind a vision of what this experience would be like. In, in my mind, I think that's, that Foxtail has done a far better job. And by the way, Foxtail in this area has been tremendously successful. They have opened up many locations just within the last two years. Barney's has not. And so maybe they have different growth strategies. Maybe they're, they're not looking to do the same things in the market. I don't know. But what I would say is that their approach is very different. And I think if you look at Barney's Instagram feed, which is Barney's Coffee and Tea on Instagram, you know, there they have a lot more of the imagery that is similar, I think, to what you would expect from a lot of coffee shops, right? It's showing a little bit about their coffees. It's showing a little bit about their environment, their food and whatnot. But it's also a lot of text. To me, it doesn't have the same sophistication that I see from a company like Foxtail. So let's get back to the mistakes that I think a lot of companies make. And I think this is especially true for companies that don't have a large presence in the marketplace, that aren't as well understood. How can you create a story that helps you develop customer relationships? I think the challenge is to be real, to be authentic, to describe why you're in business, what your goals are, what, you're, what problems you're trying to solve for your customers, what is the value of doing business with your organization, rather than making the mistake of immediately pushing people into a promotion, pushing people into a sale when they don't even know who you are. Now, maybe for some very transactional products or services, that's appropriate. You have a limited time to get someone's attention. You have to move somebody quickly to a sale or they will buy it from uh, somebody else. But for many, I would argue that most products and services in the marketplace, it's more than that. You want to have those potential customers 
understand who you are as a company, to develop that relationship, to understand your brand value, to understand what you stand for. And then when you've established that layer of trust, then you can move into a sales cycle, offer them a promotion, work towards getting that closure. But first, Help them understand who you are. Help them understand why they should want to do business with you. I think that is so critical. So mistake number one, not focusing enough on your story, not focusing enough on your brand value, not focusing enough on how you can be of service to the customers. Interested to hear your thoughts? Next Monday, we'll go into part two, and I look forward to uh, continuing this discussion about common ways that small businesses waste their money on marketing. Until next time, I'm Eric Dickman with the Virtual CMO Podcast. I look forward to talking with you then.